at some other time. Some other time. But no, yeah, this is just, uh, we've noticed a lot of activity in um, uh, on Geyser in terms of African projects, projects working on between education, meetups, community. And we thought, let's, let's, let's connect everyone. Let's get everyone together and talk a little bit about what's, what's going on in these different places. And, uh, and see how, how crowdfunding can help and how guys are gonna, can help connect these different dots and uh, how basically get to learn uh, learn what, what's going on, uh, connect these different places, connect people. And, um, and actually I thought, why not also record it uh, so that we can actually get this space up on our podcast and be the first time that we actually do this. So I'm excited to, to try it out. Um, so for now we have uh, Brad Mills, uh, uh, Bitcoin Angel Investor, and uh, OG, and many more titles. Uh, we have Master Guantai, uh, in terms of the, the creator ecosystem. We have Yvonne, good to have you here. We have a wall. Um, so I think Yvonne, uh, everyone can probably jump in in a bit and talk a little bit about what you guys are working on. We also have Jerry. I invite you up to speak, Jerry, because it'd be good to, to get you involved. So Jerry's... Uh, um, supporting us, a geyser, in terms of writing content, and he's a really good, uh, experienced writer and editor, and actually, even in the academic academic space. But as a Bitcoiner, he wants to uh, get involved, and he's doing some really great work at Geyser now uh, to kind of help us write content uh, around what is happening on Geyser. Um, so, yeah, good to have you here as a as a, as a speaker, uh, Jerry, if if you want. Um, but. Um, yeah, that's sort of the, the premise. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on. Uh, let's learn what is happening on the ground. Uh, let's learn about the issues, right? What are the issues when it comes to Bitcoin adoption in these countries? And uh, how do creators on the ground plan to go about solving them, right? So, you know, what tools are they using? What approaches are, are is, it, is it tackling it by the, the community and education? Uh, is it about... Um, uh, building products is it building about building community um, yeah this is the chance to just learn um, talk a bit about the, the challenges to Bitcoin adoption on the ground and uh, find out what people are actually doing right this is a space now for creators so um, so yeah if no other words uh, we'll love to uh, get started and just perhaps starting with master Guantai but before we do that uh, Brad you uh, did you want to say anything on the on the subject uh, no, I've just been very excited by the Bitcoin energy that's been happening over the last year, but especially you can see it after the Afro-Bitcoin conference just wrapped up last month, and, um, you know, working with Guan Tai at Bitcoin Matani and some of his other projects like Satsvarunga, seeing the Bitcoin-only energy over in uh, the different African countries, it just reminds me a lot of the energy that used to be in Bitcoin back in the early days when people were hacking away and just excited by it. So I'm just very impressed by what's going on with all the different Bitcoiners in Africa that are trying to do from Bitcoin mining to Bitcoin payments, Bitcoin education, Bitcoin startups for like, uh, you know, crazy new exciting tech using the USSD network. So yeah, just pumped by all the activity going on by Africa and Love following projects and creators and educators over there. Amazing. Uh, interesting to see that there was more activity and then uh, got, uh, I guess it got uh, diluted a little bit by the crypto sort of scene. Is that how, what happened? Just from my 
perspective, looking at Google Trends and stuff like that, I, I, I mean, you hear from uh, like Calcast and people that are vocal about it, like against like what what companies like Cardano are doing in Africa. But when you look at Google search trends for different African countries compared to like Asian countries or even the, the West. You really don't see a lot of, of shitcoin stuff. It's like people that are suffering under legit financial oppression or hyperinflating currencies typically don't have the monetary privilege to be able to go speculate on shitcoins or buy NFTs or whatever. So they're not looking for that. Like they're actually looking for something that solves a sometimes you know life or death problem or a problem that. It's not the privilege of being able to like 10x your money. It's literally just trying to save your money. So that's why I pay so much attention or try to pay so much attention to what's happening in Africa and Latin America because that's where there's the least amount of searching by regular people for shitcoin stuff because they literally like need Bitcoin or even dollars. Like they just, they're not in the, the privilege to be able to like, fall for this stupid shitcoin stuff where you get like get 10,000% APY typically. So obviously yes there's going to be shitcoin companies going and setting up there and it's going to suck a lot of people in like one coin was pretty bad at getting people all over the world sucked into that network marketing scam for like last cycle but typically it's like the people in Africa are are a lot it seems like they're a lot smarter and they have like a better defense against NFTs and shitcoin so that's why I like paying attention to it. That's yeah, that, uh, so true. Like the the use case of Bitcoin as a store value, uh, especially in the context of hyperinflation and high inflation that's going on in Africa, is is pretty critical. Um, yeah, cool man, cool, cool insights. So uh, let's start off by hearing from Master Guantai. Uh, do you you have the floor, buddy? Tell us a bit about your your project. You know the problems you're seeing uh, in the world around you and how you've decided to to tackle them. Uh, thank you very much. I'm honored to be in this space. Uh, <clears throat> my name is Guantai Kadurima, but I go by Master Guantai on social media. So for me, I'm a Bitcoin maximalist, like 100%. And like brother just said, I had the privilege of joining Bitcoin and never being in the proverbial shitcoin casino. And uh, it's very, very true that... Uh, various shit coins have gone very very aggressive coming to different various african countries in different capacities and that is very very unfortunate but as brad mentioned like uh, our brother kalkasa in ethiopia like goes for them very very hard especially what kadano wanted to do in ethiopia <clears throat> for me i've had uh, the privilege of joining the space and being in the right company from day one so like brad at this point like obviously he is an investor and also a mentor and at this point in time i also consider him to be my friend and like uh, a lot of guidance and positivity in all the projects we are working on so for me specifically i primarily work on bitcoin Dani, which is solely focused on producing multimedia bitcoin only content in native african languages and uh, an example of the language is uh, Swahili. So I can give an example that we have already done the Bitcoin white paper in 
Swahili and like the Yoruba language. And this this idea came about by me going down the Bitcoin rabbit hole and realizing that there are a lot of people, even in Kenya specifically, who are not in the position like to watch to watch uh, a BTC sessions podcast or read a, uh, a book by Saifen or join this and that other Bitcoin only training program and understand them in English or when we go to West Africa in French or any other, I call them UN languages. So there is a need to have Bitcoin only educational content in African languages that a lot of the populace can actually learn and understand what Bitcoin has to offer them. And when I give a, a very good example is myself, I live in Kenya, born and bred in Kenya. And uh, in Kenya, when you go to the, our school system, you study English, mathematics, English, and Swahili are mandatory. But when you come to Tanzania, Kenya has a population, let's say, plus or minus of 50 million people. Tanzania has a population of modestly like 3x that. So you can only envision a country like Tanzania with a population of 100 million people who primarily communicate in Swahili from their school system to their day-to-day lives. So having 100 million people not have access to Bitcoin only educational content is a great disservice if you're talking about hyper-Bitcoinization. And then other than Bitcoin Tani right now, I'm working with Sats for Unga. Sats for Unga is a project where uh, my brother Hafiz Bana, who's also a Kenyan but doesn't live in the country, he lives in the diaspora, and uh, myself. Basically, at this point in time in, in Kenya, it is very unfortunate that we are experiencing a drought and uh, a project whereby like Bitcoiners can actively <coughs> do their part to show like the positive socio-economic impact of Bitcoin to to something which is affecting a country that our government right now is not in a position to actually feed um, like upwards of 5 million Kenyans who are suffering from drought. So that is sad for Unga. Uh, I wanted to make uh, one one more comment before like uh, I give the floor over as my introductory comment is that uh, Brad Mills can testify that for me, Personally, like making the decision for to have Bitcoin Dani on the Geyser Fund was solely is very, very much motivated by one thing. I got funding for Bitcoin Dani when the Bitcoin transaction was at uh, let's say uh, 60, 60k. But now, being the Bitcoin Maxi as I am, I decided to hold all the company's reserves in Bitcoin. So when the price came from 60s to the 20s, that that affects the cash flow of the business. So even being a Bitcoin maxi, there is an individual level and then there is the level at which you must consider you're running a business and you have day-to-day things to pay. So right now, one of the problems that I can share this as a, something which I personally experienced through um, my personal project and other projects that have been in the space for last year is the price action for Bitcoin actually negatively affected the day-to-day running operations for Bitcoin-only companies. So right now, it is a privilege to have like this uh, 
the the Geyser Fund and one of the major features that I love about the Geyser Fund is because your project is actually linked to your Twitter handle so that when anyone in the Bitcoin space wants to donate to you, they can actually come to your Twitter handle, which I call Twitter, basically the LinkedIn for Bitcoin. They can actually see the proof of work. They can actually see, yeah, you went to this community, you went to this meetup, uh, you did this and these donations, and they can clearly see that over the past, not just like a um, few months, but in the past like year or two or three, that you have stayed true to the purpose and like off the shitcoin casino wagon, if I may call it that way. So that is one great feature of the Geyser Fund, and then having the just knowing that there are Bitcoiners who actually appreciate what you're trying to do in the Bitcoin space, be it education or onboarding or any other or any other project, to actually onboard more people to the Bitcoin standard. So thank you very much for coming up with this great idea and I love your platform. Thank you. Thanks so much, Master Wintai. Yeah, this was that was great. Uh, uh, second, everything you said. Good to know that the feature relating to connecting to Twitter is is very uh, useful. You you'll see more from that. We plan to do more to show the um, to show the sort of the social connectivity um, that there is between Twitter, uh, well between Twitter users, right? So um, you'll be able to see in the in, in the medium term future, you'll be able to see. Uh, if you're logged in with Twitter, you'll be able to see that a creator shares, um, you know, tw you know, twenty friend connections or something like that, and to to bring the social proof um, even even closer, uh, at both the, the Twitter level but also at other social network levels, like for example with Nostra as well. Um, so basically, whatever social uh, network you are part, you'll be able to see how much you can trust a a creator based on who you trust right so 23 follower um, people you trust follow this uh, trust this guy um, so we'll be able to that's sort of the point is integrating into the social network so that we can show these these uh, social graphs of connectivity um, and that is how we can create a new creator economy based on on trust and it's not a, just a random uh, identification um, uh, uh, kind of score that we attribute it's based on the, your activity in the social internet realm that has an impact on whether you get funding from your community so it's really like really the the, the first layer of the internet economy that we're trying to build and how what is that built on that's built on trust and so all the proof of work you're doing on Twitter on uh, on the online ecosystem is going to give you access a much greater and easier access to capital uh, and funding and support from bitcoin community if you've managed to raise the trust right and be, now we're all on twitter so twitter makes sense but down the road we really do think that protocols like social protocols like nostr will be the the key uh tool for creating these types of um of of of, of, of uh, layers of trust and creating trust uh, for what for for gaining capital for gaining resources so um, yeah you kind of just to kind of uh, tangent a little bit about that feature um, but again thank you so much for your work uh, and and uh, the translation into into Swahili sounds super interesting um, but let's 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 go, keep going here because there's a lot of 
a lot of uh, Bitcoin creators we want to speak to. So we have Nzonda. Um, do you wanna uh, do you wanna pop up? And then we also have Yvonne, which I've added you now as a speaker. And then there is also um, Bitcoin uh, calories and uh, a wall as well. So yeah, we'll, we'll love you guys to uh, to pop up. Um, if you Nzonda, if you wanna start up, you have the floor. Yeah. Hey guys, happy New Year, everyone. Hope you are doing great. Um, I want to start off by um, thanking uh, Gazerfon for the amazing work they've been doing to help uh, Bitcoin creators like us uh, get our work out there to be able to get the necessary help and uh, the support that we need to push our, to push Bitcoin adoption uh, in the in the continent that needs most, most, which is um, Africa. Um, so I'm, I'm Zonda. I've been in the digital space for for over a decade, and um, <clears throat> I've done uh, computer engineering, digital marketing, and uh, the, the last few years I've been working for a Bitcoin uh, only company, uh, Paxful. Even though I was laid off uh, uh, sometime this year due to the bear market crisis, so but uh, while I was working at the Paxful. Um, through that I had the opportunity to talk to a lot of people about uh, Bitcoin and different countries. So my, my jurisdiction was specifically Francophone Africa. So I'm based in Cameroon and I uh, speak French and English very well. So I was doing meetups in like uh, Senegal, Cote d'Ivoire, Mali and different countries like that. I speak French and then I realized that uh, a lot of people don't get to understand what Bitcoin is very easily. And um, people tend to shy away from from everything that has to do with innovation and technology and it seems very complex so i thought to myself uh, what can i do about this and um after like two three months i didn't i didn't really think about the idea anymore and uh, later on one day i was just working on my computer and uh my son popped up and he saw the, the bitcoin logo popped up on my computer screen and then he asked me what what's that and i said that's the bitcoin logo so what's bitcoin and um, i was startled I said Bitcoin is digital money, and then he kept asking questions: What's digital money? And and the more I try to explain, the more I realized I was getting a bit more complex for him to understand. So that was like the light at the end of the tunnel for me, and I said I need to do something about this. So that's how I get to I got to create um, a comic book, Bitcoin Kids, where everything inside is. <clears throat> It's about telling people about the history of money, Bitcoin mining, Bitcoin storage and all of that, but in a way that it's simple and it's very appealing to just even just look at the images then read the little textiles around it and then just pick it up and then you're, you're onto something. So that's how the idea of uh, Bitcoin kits came about and uh, I've been working on it for close to like uh, six months now. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been a bit challenging because of the of the fact that uh, since I was um, laid off and then the finances I was putting into it got really really slow and uh, it's been a bit challenging. But I got I got a lot of help um, from the exposure from uh, Fund and then some other uh, Bitcoiners who helped me individually. Even though it's still I'm still trying to pull through with it. So yeah, it's been a it's been a it's been a bumpy 
right at the same time a very very good learning experience for me because this was just my first time really me really just opening myself up to the bitcoin community and all that trying to really understand how i can really put myself together and put my own impact out there and help people from especially from, from africa because due to the the the, the uh colonization how, how Frankfurt Africa was colonized is really affecting the way people see new technology. So I'm really like readjusting my life's mission to just really make sure that I print out as much copies as possible, organize meetups, organize um, uh, whatever thing that can bring up people together, especially in the rural areas, and then just hand them copies and then uh, take it from there. So that that's it. And <clears throat> That's basically what I'm working on, and I would, I would, I'll be working on that for, for as long as it can take. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. And on that, that's a brilliant story. Thank you for that. And love to hear the, the context, the origin story of the book. Um, there, yeah, so from, from what I understand, uh, it's been six months. And I would love to know just quickly uh, how, how it's been, you know, what step are you at? Um, uh, what's what's missing and how close are you to releasing the book? Oh, that's a good question. So um, the book the book is actually completed, like everything is done. They're just doing some corrections. Normally it was supposed to be done at the end of uh, December, but due to the, the the fact that I didn't have like enough finance to pay the the designing team, so. Um, at the end, I'm planning to launch at the end of the month of uh, January. Yeah, so there's some funds that I'm expecting to get um, within within the next couple of weeks. So I, I I get to finish paying their money, then have the whole thing, then start printing because I already did uh, the website by myself, and um, so I'm just waiting to launch the book. Um, so people can also have it maybe digitally. People that are in different countries. Oh, and I, I and I forgot. Um, I also have a um, a deal with uh, Master Gontai, who's very who's been very very instrumental um, in the development of the book. So the book is going to be translated to to Swahili. So people in Kenya and who speak Swahili down in the southern part of Africa can also benefit from it. Then it's also going to be coming out in French and English because I, I come from a French and from a country that's French and English. So, yeah. So by the end of January, hopefully, I, I, I plan to launch, like do some sort of launch of the book and all of that. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, we should launch it also on Geyser as a reward so people can purchase it from, from Geyser as well in Bitcoin. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. I'll keep you posted. All right, let, let's uh, definitely chat um, and let me know if you've got any issue uh, uploading a, a reward on Geyser. That'd be great. Okay, okay perfect. Awesome. Cool. That that was super cool. Super good to see the the, the history behind that uh, the book and uh, awesome to see that it's being translated into Swahili and to other languages. So important. Cool. So uh, Ivan, uh, you've got the floor. We'd love to hear more about what you're working on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here uh, and for supporting our work. Um, my name is Ivan Kagondu. Um, I've been in the Bitcoin uh, ecosystem for about half a decade now, five years. And um, I'm an advisor, consultant, speaker um, to Bitcoin blockchain related items. 
Um, I wear many hats. Um, I run uh, in partnership with Kala. I run a Bitcoin developer community here in Nairobi, Kenya. Um, and I'm also an organizer of the annual Bitcoin Pizza Day celebration. We started it last year with my friend in Nigeria, where we have uh, on May 22nd, we have like Bitcoin Pizza Day in many regions in Africa. And also, uh, I'm a co-founder at Azima Finance, which is a DeFi platform that allows users to borrow stable coins uh, uh, while using their Bitcoin as collateral, so they don't have to sell and hold. <laughs> and I'm also a trader and OTC. But what I'm focus- focusing on uh, on Gaza is, um, I hope I'm saying it correctly. Please forgive me. Um, is uh, over the years. Uh, I've been I, over the years. I've been in the ecosystem. I noticed that uh, there are very few women who participate in the ecosystem, and especially women who uh, look like me, <laughs> African women, and um, we were quite few. And however, the few that we were, uh, we we sort of found a safe space with each other, and um, we connected and. Um, We've, in Kenya specifically, we formed a community for African women, uh, Kenyan women specifically, in uh, the ecosystem, and um, also a means to sort of throw down the rope to uh, any other Kenyan women looking to join join us. And there are quite a number. It's just that they didn't know how. You know, uh, where the field that we are in mostly attracts traders and developers, and. Um, we it doesn't really most in those two fields there are very few women uh, but i have grown in the ecosystem without necessarily focusing on those two spaces and i was willing to educate and um show and encourage other women to join um and from that i thought we formed a community currently we're about 140 women in, uh, in the community uh, where we're looking for uh, we seek and we help each other grow and find opportunities in this space and one of the biggest challenges we face in Africa and Kenya specifically and Africa in general is that uh, is youth unemployment and um, and of course if there is youth unemployment women who are generally uh, unemployed in the region uh, with a higher capacity there's higher for yeah, female youth unemployment and in the ecosystem there are many opportunities for us and this means we can um we can reach on we can attain our goals of financial our network uh, um what we aim for in life um through through this because like seated here um, i'm in my bedroom i'm talking to you guys and all of you are in different parts of the world and we don't know what will come out of this um i remember it was a friend one of the ladies of the community i mean told me about uh gays and um she asked me if we could um work find a way to work with uh you guys and uh, i i did so immediately and we have gotten such immense support and we've so far uh, we've had 12 contributors who have really um, uploaded our mission and what we aim to do. So um, the project I'm working on uh, is to help women grow their networks uh, in, in the Bitcoin ecosystem um, to help them find opportunities. Uh, in Africa, uh, as I mentioned about youth unemployment, uh, the, 
one of the best ways we can have more Africans participate in Bitcoin is to help them earn Bitcoin. I remember my first job was um, in the Bitcoin, oh no, my first, my second was at Paxful and uh, I was the country manager and I was able to, I, I didn't have a lot of capacity, financial capacity at that time, but one of the ways that I was able to interact with Bitcoin is I was able to earn Bitcoin. And one of the best ways to encourage people to participate is not by buying, but earning and more Africans are going to get into the ecosystem by earning bitcoins. So um, that's what we aim to do. Um, it's easier to get more people to participate if they're incentivized because a, a huge population in Kenya and Africa are educated and um, and there are, more, there are very many initiatives to educate but um, I've seen a lot of programs where people just stop after the education, they're no longer interested. We have very many forums but at the end of the day people want to know what's in it for them and um, that's where we come in and we say the opportunities here you can earn jobs in bitcoin you can earn bitcoins you can grow your networks and so what we're doing is to help women expand and think outside you know, think outside africa and that's where we launched our project on the um on the Gaza Fund and so far we've been able to achieve quite a lot and I'm so grateful to the team especially who have been, even when I'm, <laughs> I remember during Christmas I was receiving texts from Gaza and I'm like, oh god <laughs> but you guys have been super super helpful and I really look forward to achieve, we're currently targeting um, to have a few of our ladies attend uh, the Miami uh, Bitcoin conference and um We've been invited to a few others ever since we launched this initiative and we've connected with so many women from, uh, we've, we initially it was Kenya and other, Kenya, Ghana, um, Zimbabwe, we've, from the community from we were able to expand to other regions and now we've grown even to Nigeria and uh, we want to see, we want to try and sponsor some women to attend the Bitcoin conference in Miami and expand the networks and see if, uh, what we can be able to achieve from that and grow with that and we've also been invited to Amsterdam and many more and um yeah i'm really excited about the progress we're going to be making and um yeah that's basically it for me amazing oh thank thank you for the story uh, and that's so so from one uh, did i understand it correctly that uh creating the project on geyser in some way uh gave you more visibility and allowed you to connect to all these different conferences is that sort of uh uh did i understand it right or um, I... Yes, it actually did. Yeah, just even talking as I must talk about how Twitter is the LinkedIn <laughs> of uh, Bitcoin. It's uh, even talking about it on on Twitter has helped me, you know, expand to the Bitcoin community. Um, personally, I'm not really a maxi, and uh, but with this project, I have been able to. Uh, reach out to a lot of Bitcoin and connect with them, Bitcoin as African women, because we really do want to, Bitcoin is for sure the purest form, I believe it's the most, uh, it's the most trustworthy form of cryptocurrency, not use the word cryptocurrency, but they are not, uh, as far as I know, they haven't been compared to other blockchain jobs and shitcoin jobs, they're more of course because they get a lot of funding and, but at the end of the day, we want 
more people to do Bitcoin because it's more long run. It's it's more sustainable compared to these other projects that come and go. So uh, I, when we are able to achieve this, we get to connect with more Bitcoiners. We get to find more opportunities in the space, and that way we get to sort of cleanse the ecosystem. Uh, because for sure we have so many projects and right now there's a lot of hype around Africa and it needs to, we need to get a bit, we don't want just to be a hype, um, I want it to be, for my community at least, I want them to be more involved with Bitcoin as opposed to other projects. Absolutely. And just to reiterate what you were saying, uh, I, I love there what you said about it. And it's not just about um, education, like sort of top down uh, or just uh, uh, providing knowledge information. Yeah, sure. You can go about talking about how Bitcoin is better money, how Bitcoin, how what, what money is in the first place. And you can do all of that. But in, in the end of the day, if you don't have tools to either uh, earn, earn or use Bitcoin, um, what what what's what's the point of a better money if it cannot be used, right? So that's really the point of, of Geyser to be one of many tools that people around the world can use to exchange value with one another. And what better system than a very um, a simple crowdfunding platform that allows you, Ivan, and Kenya to send or receive money from someone in Antarctica or, or Philippines, right? It's a very, very simple thing, but it allows people to connect and connect at the, not just information wise, like Twitter, you can connect, connect informationally, uh, but also through value, through value exchange. And um, that's uh, the key power and proposition of Bitcoin. Um, so yeah, we're, uh, love everything you said. Hopefully Gazer ends up being, you know, just another tool that people around the world can use to fund their ideas, right? You had this brilliant idea, which is so important about making Bitcoin a place also for African women. And uh, you're doing that, you're connecting w more with people and you're, you're, the community is helping you uh, assert that yours is a good idea, right? You've, you've now received half a million sats. And uh, what that means is, you know, it's received as a, a valuable uh, objective, as a valuable, uh, purposeful um, um, uh, pro project that, that deserves more attention and deserves, um, um, you know, uh, recognition. So, and I think Satoshis are the best way of showing rec uh, value because uh, you're giving away something valuable, right? Um, so, yeah, thank you so much, Ivan, for joining and great to meet you as well. Um, just for the sake of time, I'll, I'll, I'll move past uh, I think we have, uh, well, first of all, we have Bitcoin Kauri here. Uh, do you want to jump in and tell us a little bit about your project, what problem it's trying to solve, and um, uh, how you're planning to to go about solving it, and, and how Geyser helps you? Sure. Um, greetings, everyone. Thank you very much, Geyser fan. Uh, it feels great to be here. I'm so happy to be on this platform this very moment to share what I've been up to. It's been a great journey. Um, personally, for me, uh, I would say Bitcoin started off for me about um, seven years ago because uh, I'm a digital marketer and I spend a lot of time on the internet. So I started reading off, I read the right paper and all of that. But with Ghana's system, um, a lot of crypto guys came in and then 
a lot of scams came into the system. So there was this kind of negative vibe about Bitcoin. So even if you believed in Bitcoin, you don't want to step out there because uh, that stigma is there and then you didn't want to associate and people were going to relate you to that. So I was in the dark for a while until um, sometime earlier last year, I saw the Bitcoin Africa conference coming up. Then I started following up. I must say I met this guy called Far. He's from Cameroon. He's also a Bitcoiner. He's working with um, the Bitcoin kids. Actually, he's the guy that brought me out of the hole. He said to me, Kumi, you're a good guy. You're a good Bitcoiner. You know all about Bitcoin. Why don't you step up for Ghana? Ghana's vibe is a bit low. Why don't you step up for this? And I listened to him and I'm like, okay, let me step up for this. Because I knew a lot of Ghanaian guys just like me who are, uh, I'm a digital marketer by perfection. I'm a broadcast journalist and I work with uh, multiple radio and TV stations here. And I have guys like me who also know Bitcoin, but they were all keeping it to themselves. I would say we were a bit selfish from the start. And once I got that vibe, I reached out to them and I told them, guys, this is the time. The conference is coming up. This is the time to show the other guys Bitcoin is the future. Bitcoin is for real. We need to come together. We need to start educating our own peers so that they can vibe with it. So one advantage we have is because um, most of the guys in my team are broadcast journalists and then um, we work with radio and TV stations. We kind of have a bit of following. So once we started reaching out, then we got the following, we got the, we got the audience. Now people start reaching out to us. They wanted to know about Bitcoin. We started talking about Bitcoin. I would give shout out to Bitcoin Magazine Education, the 21 days of Bitcoin. That was our orange feeling uh, mechanism. We had to sign them on onto 21 days of Bitcoin so you can end some sats and then you can move around with your sats. It's showing you what to do with the sats and then a vibe with them. So within a span of, let's say, three weeks, we had about 130 people in a Telegram group who were all ready and willing, and then we met up. So in educating now, the the big problem was, okay, Kumi, we don't have Bitcoin stores physically around. Where do we get Bitcoin? You know, we are all online guys and then we get our stuff online we need people to know it's real we can spend it in the open spaces so um we we came together and then we came up with something called the bitcoin street store basically uh, it's a rent-free pop-up store aimed at promoting bitcoin entrepreneurs so uh, in accra in ghana because of our environment a lot of tourists come in and there's there's kind of freedom there's ease of movement and then ease of networking there's not too much pressure from authorities so when you start up something you can just put up any pop-up store anywhere and then you can start selling something so we wanted to write off the idea so we're going to start up just like we have um pop-up stores uh, small small pop-up store for this airtime sellers we're going to have same for bitcoin so we're going to have the bitcoin street store rent-free pop-up stores and then one other side to is is that we usually have big events big venues around whereby a lot of people come together so we one thing we want to do is if there's such events we're going to advertise if you have tickets to sell if you have souvenirs to sell anything you have to sell as long as you're willing to accept bitcoin we give you one of these free pop-up stores we help you set it up and then you can sell and then you can make money uh once that idea was coming up we we got hit by some developers in the community 
we said, all right, we need to take it online. So we're going to take it online with a Bitcoin street store, whereby we're going to give opportunity to entrepreneurs who have things to sell, who have services to offer, that are willing to accept Bitcoin. We will onboard you onto the street, uh, the Bitcoin street store, so you can accept transactions or you can accept, um, you can offer services to people, so you can accept uh, Bitcoin in exchange or in such in exchange. And aside that, um, we're following up with um, a project for Bitcoin Ikasi in Ghana here. They are trying to adopt uh, a beach here in Ghana called Kukuro Beach. So we're going to call it a Kukuro Bitcoin Beach. Basically, the same concept of Bitcoin Ikasi replicating here in Kukuro Bite is a beach community. That's where Mr. Bright's surfboards is. Uh, Mr. Bright's surfboards. Boards, uh, is building several boats here in Ghana. He builds them right from scratch here in Ghana. He's a white guy, but he's training the locals. And then he accepts Bitcoin. So we're going to start the community around him and where he lives, and then we'll build on. There's another community with a beach in the Volta region of Ghana called Abozome. We are gonna. Uh, we are looking at adopting the same concept. There, the chief actually reached out to us because the community is very small, and then the member of parliament is is in line with Bitcoin. He knows about Bitcoin, so he wanted to talk to the chief about it, and then uh, we are following up with that. So basically that is what we are doing aside that we have a lot of meetups coming up this january we have two meetups coming up and then we are looking at launching the first bitcoin street stop uh, the fiscal pop-up store by end of january where we're looking at taking it to a big event uh, where people will come we'll look at we'll buy tickets where what, what i want to do is we'll buy some of the tickets and then we will in turn want to sell them in sites at the Bitcoin Street store, right at the venue. So we use that some kind of launching so it will be physical because the conference has brought a lot of attention here in Ghana. But there's not too many people uh, physically peeping their head out to stand up for Bitcoin. It is just the Bitcoin carries community that's doing that now. So we want to ride on the publicity it's gotten now. Uh, I would say for now, it's like a smooth sale for us. Everything we stick ahead out to do with Bitcoin on it, we get people supporting, we get people coming in, and all of that. Uh, I want to thank Gazer Fund because I set the fund up just yesterday, and today I've seen almost like four contributions already, which is impressive. And I would say it's the first attempt to even uh, seek funding of all that we've been doing so far. Uh, I would like to end here. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Bitcoin Kauri. This is uh, very interesting. A lot going on in Ghana, it seems. Uh, very cool. Um, yeah. And I think the, the only thing we'd love to know more about is just the, the education, but it seems like you've talked a bit about the entrepreneurial okay. idea, but your project on Geyser is also focused, it seems, correct me if I'm wrong, more yeah. on the uh, educating uh, the community in, in Ghana. Is that is that right? Yes. Yes, right. So currently, uh one of our members is working with uh, Bitcoin for Fairness. They are translating the Bitcoin education. Uh, Bitcoin for Fairness has an education uh, material. We are translating that into Hausa, into Chi, and then into Ghana. These three languages are languages here in Ghana that we are translating. Secondly, our education bit, uh, there's a community where I went with, uh, ran with Bitcoin Paco, 
and I went with uh, Scott Sats for uh, Bitcoin, Sats for Bitcoin. I went with them to the community. There are about 20 guys there who are actively on our education. I visit them almost every day. They are, I would say, my core educational community. I have to be there every day because when we visited them, they were giving such almost all the 20 guys got about 5,000 sats each from Paco and then uh, the other person. So I'm following up and they are catching up with the education. Some of the questions they get to ask, then that's the question I get asked the most. How do we get our Bitcoin in fiat or let's say in our momo? And God being so good, Bitnob is doing a great job. Bitnob is helping with that. And I might commend them for the effort there. Uh, I would say the education is, is catching on. There are questions questions being asked. One other question. Uh, in the beginning, I, I wasn't sure of how to answer that. What if the law comes after you? How are you paying tax to the government and all of that? Then ultimately, I tell them, as long as you're able to cash out through your momo, then you should know everything about Bitcoin is okay. As long as the conference was able to be held here and no law authority came asking questions, then you should believe in the Bitcoin standard. You should know we are on the right path. So I would say it's catching up. Uh, our next educational community is the Kokurubite Beach. Uh, we started our first education there once with Mr. Bright. Mr. Bright wanted to get education first before he would allow us talk to the other people in the community. I went through with Mr. Bright. His ultimate aim was to actually cash out on his phone via Momo and Bitnob did the job. So I'm very, very happy about that. The next educational community will be Agbozome, where uh, we are, I told you earlier about they are trying to uh, pick up the same kind of Bitcoin ecosystem. Uh, a concept that will be the next community but basically in Accra here almost uh, our 130 members are actually strong now because they have all run through the 21 days of Bitcoin and they are they are actually running within the lightning networks amazing uh, lo yeah lo love your words your 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 hope for the future and uh, that's really cool to hear your, your story there mate um, Right, so I think we've gone through almost everyone, but we have uh, Awal, um, who actually works uh, at Geyser as well. So uh, I know him very well, great guy. Awal, do you want to tell us a bit about about your what your what you've planned uh, for for your uh, project uh, based in Nigeria? Hello, guys. Hey. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I. I'm currently uh, working at uh, in Geyser, so uh, my project is about uh, uh, Bitcoin in Hausa. So recently, I got invited uh, in the, in the, uh, some of the news uh, agency here in Nigeria. Uh, they want they invited me to talk about Bitcoin in Hausa. So uh, when I was working on some future uh, future in the Geyser. So I was um, uh, I, I was uh, thinking about maybe I could I, I should try to create a project about um, launching a program to orange fuel uh, Nigerians in Hausa and educate 
uh, ICT student work in uh, Bitcoin industry or to combat, uh, to make uh, the uh, some people to be Bitcoin uh, builders, not just uh, Bitcoin customers. So, um, yeah, my idea still on uh, creating this uh, with uh, on creating this project is um, when I I think in 2019 I met with uh, I, I, in my office uh, we worked together with Abu Bakar, he's a Bitcoin co contributor and a Bitcoin uh, trust board member. So uh, he orange filled me and. Uh, yeah, mostly I have at the time I have like language barrier, so uh, we we speak Hausa. He speak Hausa, I speak Hausa. So uh, we had a lot of um, open communication. So um, I, at the time I become a Bitcoin builder, not just a customer. So one of the idea of this project is to um, achieve that goal to order young developers to become. Um, Bitcoin builders to help them understand Bitcoin and Hausa to understand and uh, believe in Bitcoin standard. And uh, the one thing uh, we are also trying to do is uh, I have partnered with uh, some people here and uh, uh, we have I have all sources to to launch a uh, meetup whenever we we like all the resources that we need. Uh, the reason, one of the reasons that we will need we will need the fund uh, that we will get in Geyser project is to use that to when we orange feel like uh, our people to send them sats some sats to uh, try uh, to use. Um, Bitcoin to transact with Bitcoin and uh, yeah, onboard them with um, a lot of uh, things that they can achieve with Bitcoin. Yeah, and uh, we uh, we also uh, want to translate uh, Bitcoin only content to Hausa language, and uh, we are currently uh, contributing to Bitcoin Core and uh, translating to uh, Bitcoin in Hausa and. Uh, uh, everything that will help uh, the house of people to understand uh, Bitcoin and uh, uh, to become builders for the developers. Cool. Yeah, that uh, seems pretty sweet. Thank you so much, Awal, for, for talking a bit about that and uh, your effort in bringing Bitcoin uh, and Bitcoin content to, uh, to Hausa is, is pretty sweet. Um, uh, so yeah, let, let, next up we have uh, JC. Do you want to tell us a bit about your own project? I think, uh, from what I remember correctly, your project really is almost like a, just a, a meetup, and you're bringing Bitcoiners together in Kenya to just kind of come together uh, to uh, I think once a month or, or something like that, uh, and uh, and kind of uh, come together. So I'd love to hear a bit more about you know how you came up with this uh, project idea and. Um, you know, what kind of problems are trying to solve as well? The floor is yours. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, and thank you very much, Geza, for this uh, meetup. 
this kind of organization is very much helpful, especially for, for us in Africa. And um, yeah, I will go straight to the answer to your question. Um, first of all, I'm from Kigali, I'm in Rwanda. And uh, the story began back like uh, in seven, eight years. I was teaching at the university because my background is actually finance. I was doing a subject of uh, electronic banking. And uh, while I was doing research for the notes, I, I got in contact, you know, with um, people or, you know, these online platforms where uh, Bitcoin was being uh, talked about. Uh, I got to know, to learn about the Bitcoin.org, the um, local Bitcoins and so many other platforms. It was like in 2014 and uh, Bitcoin was selling at around uh, 400, $500, something like that. And uh, in 2015, I uh, started uh, talking about it to the people, not only in the class, but also to the people around. I tried to, to, to ask my bank if I could use it for uh, buying Bitcoin because I was already uh, into forex trading and um, the bank said uh, no problem uh, because they didn't know what it is. Uh, they thought I was maybe buying, you know, just the same way people buy from Amazon or eBay. So in 2017, you remember the hype, uh, people, so many people uh, got to know about Bitcoin and uh, I started going to the TV, the national TV, like twice. We started, uh, I, I had an office where I was doing my own uh, business consultancies. I started gathering people around at my own cost. Unfortunately, in the same year, I remember a lot of, a lot of things happened in 2017. Uh, not only to me, but uh, the people uh, I had gathered around um, telling them about Bitcoin, uh, yeah, you know, we, we invested into different online platforms and uh, some of us lost money. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, going quickly uh, towards 2019, we continued having uh, meetups until uh, our government actually started um, promoting um, a cryptography. Uh, not, you know, crypto cryptocurrency they didn't want to hear about it bitcoin neither but uh the cryptography yes why because uh they started using uh, smart contracts in mining and selling uh, uh, gold and silver and other products uh, you remember the the importance of uh, uh, smart contracts in this area then the hype about bitcoin and cryptocurrency kind of stopped until, you know, when it reached 2020, even before the COVID-19, Bitcoin was really going high until 2021. We were in lockdown when it, it went up to 20, I mean, $67 one. People lost interest into Bitcoin. So until today, we only have um, a big platform of uh, uh, cryptography at the national level. And nobody is talking about Bitcoin anymore. So I wanted, uh, so if you understand, I want to summarize. I wanted to bring this back. Uh, people, this trust into Bitcoin. 
Um, uh, something many people don't know about Rwanda is uh, so many things tend to be official. But uh, like my predecessor was talking about uh, Momo, mobile money, it is something which is, uh, uh, you know, very much useful here. People pay taxes with Momo. People, you can pay almost anything with mobile money. So I hope that uh, we can use uh, these applications uh, to, um, to embrace Bitcoin. Uh, so basically, uh, the move was to bring back this education platform where people can ha uh, understand Bitcoin and have trust and actually get to know which ways into which to, to get Bitcoin and how to spend them. Uh, so you understand, going back to history, I was using my, um, my, my savings to buy Bitcoin for some people. I remember even some big people coming to me to get Bitcoin. But now I want um, to, to bring, uh, you know, the knowledge to everyone uh, in a gathering. It will start with a meetup. Uh, so now that it is online, actually, I, I feel like may, maybe some people will even start having other, their own gatherings around. But uh, of course, Yeah, great points. I think you you raised a similar uh, similar question that Yvonne was was mentioning, and uh, good so far, like, uh, Bitcoin Kauri uh, also like uh, uh, twenty five thousand Satoshi, and um, I'm I'm very uh, thankful for that. By the way, what you want to use it for is just you know when people are in the same gathering, you need to buy maybe water, maybe coffee, just that. The rest we will take care of it. So uh, to finish, I really thank you for the platform and I thank everyone for whatever you're doing in, in all the corners of the world. I know it is a lot and I hate a lot. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, JC. Uh, yeah, as we were saying, yeah, it's, it's the, the idea is to, is to incentivize, right? And to uh, sending Satoshis is a bit like, it's a bit like saying, uh, we want more of this, right? So it's people supporting and and easing your ability to go out and have these Bitcoin meetups and and allow people to earn, right? So maybe you can create a and and look, maybe you know it's about how you design these experiences, right? So say that you uh, for you know every new person that comes to the meetup, you will give them the satoshis that were earned the last week on Geyser, right? And this way, you get more people to actually earn Bitcoin. Uh, and you incentivize people yeah. to fund you so that people also know where the money is going. So that's something that is, is you know, we still have to improve Geyser and make it easier to understand. But you need to, it's, it's all about how you design these experience, these crowdfunding experiences and um, these crowdfunding projects and how you, uh, you know, how you are transparent about where the money is going, right? So uh, as I said before, yeah, you have a meetup, you know, what if you were to give you know, uh, the donations that you receive and, and uh, give them to maybe the, the new member of, 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 of the meetup or, uh, or uh, maybe give out, you know, buy books that you can distribute to the members of the meetup. Um, right? There's a lot that can be done about, you know, about, and, and Geyser can be a tool for earning, right? It's a way of saying, hey, community, I have this idea. Can you help me? Can you help me do it? Right. And, uh, and guess what? The Bitcoin community is large. It's worldwide. Uh, it's about 
um, supporting each other the, the, regardless of where we are, right? And so, um, yeah, there's a chance that someone out there on the other side of the world will be able to will, will, will like what you're doing and uh, may want to send some stats. And down the road, maybe there's better ways to actually communicate also on Geyser. Um, so yeah so these are yeah so thank you so much for for that that was really insightful um so guys we we are, we are starting to run out of time but uh happy to if there's anyone else that wants to speak and say, or say a few things uh, i think we have skill haven as well up here uh, as a listener i invited you to speak i think you have a project on geyser if you want to come up uh and afri afri beat Kibera also invited you to speak if you so you can only speak on mobile you can't speak from desktop which um, may be why you're not able um, baby hippo you also uh, have asked to to, to speak um, feel free to yeah drop drop your 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 two cents your two sats let us know um, yeah what, what you're up to So you, so you are a speaker, by the way. You, you're, you can speak, baby hippo. Okay. Hi. My name is not baby hippo, although I really wish my parents named me that. Um, <laughs> but um, Lo yeah, um, um, you know, I work with uh, AzimaFinance.com, and I put a, a link there if you check out the tweets within the chat. Uh, within the you know the Twitter space, you can find our link, and um, one of the you know uh, co-founders of Azima, and I work with Yvonne, and uh, it's um, uh, a, a been quite a journey. Um, I'll be honest, I was orange filled by um, our, one of our co-founders, and he said, you know what, we need to just focus and create something that allows. Uh, an existing technology that is Bitcoin that was actually designed for poor people. Uh, we need to create something where people don't uh, lose their Bitcoin, but they are able to convert their uh, uh, Bitcoin as collateral into fiat for temporary uses. So, and this is where we come in as Azima. So it's a peer-to-peer -peer, uh, lending platform. And I'm so excited to, to learn about Geyser. And also, I had a question. This is why I raised my uh, my hand. There's this guy, Awal, Awal Abu Bakr from uh, Ghana, uh, was talking about how he's doing his grassroots uh, outreach. And I really would love to hear more about his um uh, endeavors and you know the challenges he's facing uh, and the reason for this is because of course um, one of the challenges that we have when it comes to Bitcoin and blockchain as in general as a technology there's a lot of uh, resistance to understanding resistance to adaptation uh, and we as as uh, the ones who are developing the architecture the products we don't want a situation where we are creating products uh, that people simply don't use. We don't want to create useless products. Does that make sense? So I would love to hear more from our, our wall. I think I pronounced it 
Okay, but Abu Bakr, I'd like to hear more from him. I'd like to hear more from the grassroots uh, people who are working within the Bitcoin ecosystem and tell us like, how do we create products that make sense uh, for the people that you are meeting and the, the kind of target markets that you're trying to uh, get to. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited and very happy. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to speak today. Thank you. Sure, I, I invited Awal to speak again. Uh, I'm not sure if he's available. Uh, but I, yeah, I think just to just to respond to that be, before a while, uh, yeah, as, as we said before, it's not just about educating. Um, it's not just about you know throwing at people information. It's about giving people the tools that allow them to 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 earn and to actually use the technology. Uh, and and we think we really try to distinguish Bitcoin from uh, other things. I understand you you take a more uh, open approach um, uh, Bitcoin in Bitcoin we often are considered narrow-minded but it's because a lot of people have have understood uh, the, the differences and, and and Bitcoin is really here what what we think at, at geyser at least is 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 the is a revolution that's worth listening to that Bitcoin is the money um, that can be used globally interoperably frictionlessly uh, fearlessly um, um, and, and in a way that is really truly peer-to-peer -peer and decentralized. Um, and so it's really the only thing we're thinking about on, on our end. Uh, and so by, by just tapping in with, to Bitcoin, uh, tapping into to Lightning, and allowing people for the very first time in, in history to transact uh, a peer-to-peer -peer or almost peer-to-peer -peer, uh, across the world for free, basically, on Lightning, uh, and send each other a microtransaction, I think that's... A very very powerful idea right and uh, it, it makes ideas powerful because uh, bitcoiners can uh, anyone can have an idea and put it up and and raise funds for it right at least that's what geyser is for right supporting and crowdfunding idea uh, ideas uh, through the bitcoin community um, is really the but there are many many tools out there that bitcoiners can build on uh, and that can, but in the end in the end end up uh, making bitcoin uh, uh, creating tools out of Bitcoin, right? And uh, essentially uh, leveraging the properties of Bitcoin to, to create tools that wouldn't otherwise be possible. Um, Master Guanta, you have some things to say. Do you wanna, do you wanna pop up? Yeah, all I wanted to say, like uh, my contribution as an answer to that question was that, um, as you earlier said that Bitcoiners tend to be very, very narrow-minded. That's an actually a very, very good thing in the space in my, according to my experience in the space, because a lot of Bitcoiners will go straight forward and tell you like on your face or on a Zoom call or whatever or Twitter spaces that whatever you've created does not really offer value to the ecosystem. And unlike maybe, maybe like in Web3 or whatever, that someone can actually create a product and then go finding for the problem a lot of when it comes like let's say a good example are the geyser fund you have this product or service that you're bringing to the bitcoin ecosystem and guys don't like it you'll actually get you won't get like contributions to your project and then a more ruthless way of you knowing to have does not 
of a value to the to the ecosystem is actually going maybe the VC or the angel investor out because when it comes to that like the the questions they have for you are very very straightforward and they are not playing around because they are actually putting like very large sums of money towards your idea so that's what i think thank you yeah very well said um uh, agreed uh, very very important so so guys it's been an honor to speak to all of you um i think we're let's see we have another request yo mike you want to come up to speak um and yeah just uh if there's anything else you want to you want to say i think this is really a, a platform for getting uh, uh african creators educators builders to kind of come up and t- talk a little bit about what their challenges were i think we've seen a lot we've talked a lot about building the tools uh creating connections through through meetup making bitcoin available to everyone right uh through um, through connecting with people that are, you know, uh, you know, w- women and that work in Bitcoin, uh, creating opportunities, making it feel like a friendly, welcoming place. A lot, a lot being done, and uh, so yeah, I'm proud of, of all you, all of you. Uh, amazing to see the work that's being done. Um, but yeah, we'll let Mike uh, say say his last words, and um, actually, Afribit as well could go after that. Great. Yeah, um, I'll be quick. Yeah, so I haven't been down to Africa, um, but um, my next film, I plan on getting over there um, to kind of show, you know, drastic inflation and drastic censorship because that's what's happening over there with you guys. Um, and so, um, baby hippo, you know, um, if you're having difficulty thinking of a product that's useful, um, you know, perhaps what you want to focus on is education. It sounds like the problem you're facing with people is they don't know why to use Bitcoin or uh, why it does what it does. Um, and, and that's probably the biggest thing, right? Um, so I think if you focus on that, you know, um, you know, inflation and why Bitcoin prevents inflation and also censorship and how Bitcoin prevents that and what the possibilities are if you can bypass, especially the censorship, right? Um, and I understand it's difficult to... Uh, do business with other people in neighboring countries. I understand you're limited to a certain amount of dollars per month. So, um, you know, even if people want to use Bitcoin to get around censorship, right, they don't have to be worried about the price of Bitcoin at all. They don't have to store their money in Bitcoin if they don't want to do that. But if they have a need to do business with somebody in another neighboring country or to send more than $20 online, then that's one of the reasons why they might want to use Bitcoin. So I think you just have to Perhaps that's what you want to focus on is maybe figure out good ways to explain to people why they should use Bitcoin. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, from there, the last question, right? so how does it prevent inflation? How does it prevent censorship? And then the t- conversation gets more technical. But if you can have them understand why they should use it, I think you're going to have a lot of success. Yeah, very well said. And uh, I think it's another slight point on that is sometimes I think Bitcoin Bitcoin solves the problem people have um, it solves people's needs but oftentimes people don't know that and so it's um, it doesn't necessarily solve people's wants um, it just solves people's needs in the first place um, so yeah great, great point there around like understanding Bitcoin understanding what problems Bitcoin is solving and then going about understanding how you can uh, bring Bitcoin then to people 
Um, the protocol leverage. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. It, it does give them wants also, though, because it opens up opportunities, right? Like people didn't realize all the things that they might want to do with the internet. You know, I might want to see my grandma who lives, uh, you know, halfway across the country and talk to her, you know, video to video. Um, so you, you start to open up possibilities and then, you know, uh, they see that there are more things that they want that they might be able to accomplish. So, so sorry to cut you off, buddy. No, you're absolutely right. It is probably both. Um, but I guess it's, it's, yeah, going back to the idea that it's problems or uh, needs or wants that they don't, they don't yet know they have. Um, but yeah, totally. So I think we also have Afribit. Um, do you want to come out, come out, Afribit Kibera, and tell us a little bit about the, your project? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm so glad we have Kaiser. Um, we just joined the other day and it's tremendous what has happened so far on our page and all the interest that it has generated. So we're very grateful for that. And um, so Afrobeat Kibera, as you can tell, works in Kibera and we work with uh, entrepreneurs. And one thing about Kibera, it is what we call an informal settlement. Um, people will call them slums, but we prefer to say informal settlements and this is where we have micro businesses in every corner we have daily wage workers which would be considered not very um enterprising for the banks they don't want such kind of business because it's considered low or risky so this is where we have our biggest target because they are the unbanked but also the ones with the most business so, for example, we are working with one group. It is called uh, Community Hat Kibera. And so these are a group of young people who give tours through Kibera just to tell people and to show people the community and sense of ownership that people have as compared to what has been televised as poverty, anguish. Um, there is an absolute community um, that works and, you know, prospers in Kibera and this is what we aim to show people as part of our project. So Community Heart Project is a group of young people and most of them are rehabilitated. I'll call them criminals for lack of a better word, but they were in crime, they've been rehabilitated and they're, they're doing the business that promotes their community. And foreign exchange banking is a big problem because they require so much in documentation, some of which these group members don't have. And so Bitcoin is just the answer to all their problems in terms of transactions, where you cut out the whole foreign currency issue, uh, where you have more people come on board because they have more options to pay and not necessarily restricted to the centralized financing models. So we are working with them to make sure that they onboard and in the process of onboarding as a group, then they will help us reach the wider community. So when they onboard, they can go to their merchants or vendors or people who own shops, they onboard them and then we can get to onboard the community at large. But at the end, what we also want is a savings model or a community savings bank where they save their money and they are able to you know, lend to each other and so create a circular. So more or less like 
we're going to work with we're going to have the success story or hope to have the where to remain uh, arts and not really visit neighboring communities but with Bitcoin and the community coming on board it became quite a tourist attraction and everybody was stopped for services um, with Bitcoin in El Zonte. And this was quite the scale up for the community. Yes, so with Geyser, we are hoping that what we fundraise will help us onboard members and train them because you can only do it practically. So practically onboard them, um, give them some of the satoshis and then they're able to actually carry the project forward. Yes. Right, that's so interesting. So you're 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 kind of using, and I'm hearing it a little bit patchy, but basically, I'm uh, using the Sats to onboard the community, giving them satoshis, and sort of uh, making that into a, a a rolling system of uh, onboarding people by giving them Sats, really, right? Yes, yes, that's exactly what the Geyser project is about. Cool. And, and what sort of the, is it just literally giving people sats or do you give them uh, you know, books or, uh, and how much of what you raise goes to them? We'd love to know more, more info. Um, so we are still in the process, but we do give them training. We train them first. We teach them what is Bitcoin, why is this important. So we, we go in there with training and then we onboard them with the sats. Beginning Fantastic. of the process, but we get forward to where it is going. Super interesting. It's so important. So beautiful to see that, especially this movement happening bottom up with uh, communities uh, that are often underprivileged and underbanked. So good work, amazing work. May I ask a question? Thank you. Um, what do you find is the most difficult when you're teaching somebody uh, about Bitcoin? What are the uh, concerns they have? What are the reasons why they hesitate? Or what are some of the things that make them realize, oh, th this is something I want to use? So, one of them is how are people, because with the introduction of the Lightning Network, the processing fees is really low. So, some of the community members cannot understand where the profit is coming from. So that's what we have to explain. Um, with the Lightning Network and Bitcoin, um, you're able to do transactions at a very low cost, sometimes less than what fiat um, would cost. So just understanding where the profit is, they're not being taken for a ride because it's true. Uh, because of the introduction of the Lightning Network, which enables people to actually, it's the second layer that enables um, people to do transactions at a much cheaper rate than before. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, and I would love to know more about the, the challenges in ed educating, because uh, I, I suspect a lot of the people probably are maybe illiterate uh, so what, what what helps them understand bitcoin as a technology do you, do you go there or do you keep it simple no we definitely keep it simple just keep it and like bitcoin tani we are going to hook up and work together 
uh, just have it in a language that they understand. But the beauty is, actually not so many people are illiterate. You'd be surprised. Quite a few educated people in Kibera, especially the youth. It's just circumstances that force them into some of these situations. So most of them are actually graduates who, who don't know about Bitcoin, but want to learn about Bitcoin. So it definitely makes it easier for us to go to the ground. Super interesting, super interesting. Uh, I think yeah. Master Guantai wanted yeah. to say a few things. I just wanted to add uh, onto her point. Uh, yeah, it will be a privilege to connect with you every bit and uh, looking. Uh, thank you very much for the great work you're doing in the Kibera community, and it will be a privilege to work with you. I wanted to elaborate more on Mike's question about like how you go like how you start the conversation about the value proposition of Bitcoin. Sorry, um, one second. After a bit, can you uh, mute your mic? We can hear yeah, ourselves yeah. just a little bit. Okay. Thank you. So, uh, one approach that I, I actually changed my approach last year, maybe, uh, let's say like, uh, let's say media, from like actually going to people in even like rural communities and starting talking about bitcoin to now first and foremost showing them um, i have a three-step uh, like program number one you highlight the problems of fiat like in kenya we have like a very good example like two banks there is just bank and imperial bank they went under and people did not get their money back and then you give them another practical example. Uh, the second step is you tackle what is inflation. And like uh, how they understand inflation is like the layman's term is uh, I was buying a loaf of bread five years ago at uh, X amount of Kenya shillings. Now it is Y, the cost of living and how the government is not working in their best interests, coupled with the corruption because there is a very high negative like sentiment towards the the Kenyan government specifically in regards to corruption scandals and then now the third part you tackle what i deem to be uh, a very big issue specifically in kenya which is sports betting so you show them that with bitcoin is not that you are buying a thousand kenya shillings of bitcoin uh, on monday and then on friday you have ripped the profits and you are at the club so that is my three-step like process to now getting to showing them like you have done the <coughs> problem uh, you have showed them clearly where the problem lies and then now you present bitcoin as a solution thank you a uh, question when you tell them about inflation and the fact that you can buy like a loaf of bread costs more money do they understand why would you tell them like hey they're creating more money is that enough for them or do they still not understand uh in my experience if i can give an example like uh, uh, last year i went to the built with bitcoin school which is in machakos county in kenya uh, thrice in that specific community is it is rather a rural community so going to the nitty-gritty of inflation like trying to explain how the fed is private and they print money and then the kenya shilling is backed by the the kes is backed by the dollar so that when america prints we suffer both your inflation and ours is kind of technical so the approach i take is telling them that 
with the Kenya shilling now, if you have a thousand Kenya shillings, there is only a certain amount of like shopping you can do. Let's say you can buy uh, unga, a loaf of bread, blah, blah, blah. Let's just say like six items. And then I tell them due to inflation in another, because it's a school. I take an example with a school kid. Let's say this child is like uh, five years old. I tell the parents and the community members that if right now a thousand shillings 10 years ago would buy like 50 items and right now in 2023 it buys 10 items when this child is like uh, 10 years old a thousand shillings will only be able to buy like let's say two items so they understand that so i finished by just simply telling them that now if you choose to store this 1000 shillings like the bitcoin store value proposition in five years when this child is 10 years old their actual purchasing power in bitcoin will be will be at maybe relatively the same point or on what we all expect greater but if you choose to continue using the kes you can only be sure that you are going to buy less so they understand it in that way yeah got it yeah because a lot of what i'm doing right now is you know gathering simple explanations for you know why and how to use bitcoin and obviously depending on who you're talking to it's different right like people in africa get the inflation um argument a lot better than people in the west right um like in the u.s here um but um yeah that that's how i go about it too is i just say look you know the problem is your time is being stolen your health is being stolen. Every industry is becoming corrupt. And your money can be censored at any time, right? Um, and so one of the ways that I'm going to go about uh, showing inflation is to interview three generations of people, right? Like grandpa, dad, and son, right? Like, uh, you know, how many, uh, you know, how, how many, and I'm going to price things in minutes, right? So how many hours of work, you know, did it take for you to be able to buy you know based on your wage every generation needs to work more time just to survive which leaves you know less time to do other things and it's because these guys are printing money and they're printing money because they have the records so bitcoin changes that it takes the records away from them it gives it to everybody and therefore nobody can create more and steal your time so um so yeah um that, that's really good thanks for the information it's it's helpful to me because if I make something next, the next one I want to make is I want to talk about these things simply like this, but interview people in the West, interview people in Africa to show both sides. Like, hey, this is what inflation looks like in America. This is what it looks like in Africa. This is what censorship looks like in America. This is what it looks like in Canada. Hopefully it's a film that people around the world can relate with and appreciate and really, you know, understand the problem better and hopefully have you know higher level conversations with you guys faster amazing mike it seems like you're slowly cracking it uh i i love the idea of going through the the, the generations because the, the, i think the problem with inflation is that it's so subtle uh well in most places it's subtle right it continues thriving because it's a slow death it's a slow theft that happens uh, under the hood um, and behind the curtains, and it steals with you slowly, right? It's a bit like the Matrix, where it says, 
Um, it's something that you know something's wrong, something's off, uh, but you can't really quite point out why. It just feels it just feels wrong. And um, uh, but by, by going through across the generations, you can almost do like generational therapy about the problem of um, uh, of inflation and, and, and just ensuring poverty. Yeah, right? this was something I was battling in my brain for a while too because, you know, I felt kind of bad or down on myself that, you know, my dad, um, you know, at my age was more successful than I was. I mean, he had five kids at my age and I <laughs> have none. And I can't imagine having five kids right now. And I'm like, man, like, I'm a real fucking piece of shit. Like, I'm not even as good as my dad is, you know? Um, and it, part of that is true. My dad was a great man. But also part of it is just life is harder now. Like, it's harder to, to get a house, to save enough money to buy a house. It takes more time to work. So when I realized that, like you're saying, it was a little bit of therapy for me to be like, okay, it's not all me. <laughs> the system is kind of fucked up. And uh, that's okay, though. I'm going to make it work. But at least I know that I'm, I'm fighting an uphill battle. So that, that's a really good point. Love it. Um, yeah, so good to know that we're, we're after this conversation we're all connected. It was cool to see that there is connections here. That you know some of you guys also probably around uh, around uh, Kenya can will be able to meet up. Uh, we established connections. We we saw how powerful community can be and how important it is for Bitcoin. Um, yeah, we learned a lot about inflation, about what's happening uh, on the ground. And how, how how important Africa is, and how important that work in Africa is to 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 keep um, uh, to, to to bring Bitcoin to the world, and um, uh, Bitcoin as a bottom up system is most likely to thrive there. So, guys, it's been an honor. Uh, it's been a long chat, so I'm I'm okay to to start closing it down. If there's no more questions or or points or messages or learnings, um, this is your last chance. If not. No problem. We'll do some more of these soon. Um, yeah. So thank you again. It's been really awesome. I've learned a lot, a ton with you today. So keep working, keep building, um, keep being humble, humble and stacking sets. You guys take care. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, man. <laughs> thank you, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks a lot. Take Bye -bye. care. Thanks, guys. It was great.